Starting, starting, starting. The Hangout is live on air. Yo, welcome to Beat People Podcast, episode 36. Me and my man's in them in the mix. And um, we got a special guest, Bo Beats. What's happening, Bo? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me. Been uh, been watching your podcast for yeah for quite a while. Been kind of lurking in the chat. <laughs> yeah, glad lurking. to have you, man. I mean, uh, I've checked out some of your your reviews and stuff, and uh, I like the 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 way you approach your reviews and and just your content on YouTube in general. Yeah, uh, thanks. So glad to have you on the show, man. Let's go around the panel and uh, say what's up to everybody. Uh, D Still, what's going on, bro? Man, I'm chilling. Uh, dealing with this jet lag. Been waking up at random times of the night, uh, just because jumping back and forth between different states and different countries is kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous on your timing. Uh, but happy to be home. I leave again tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, yeah, just enough time to stop in for Beat People podcast. Of course, man. You know I gotta make time for the family. Word up. What's up to uh, KP? So, Did everybody ever call you KP? Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I would really uh, prefer you not call me that ever again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can go by Ken, we can go by Flux, and we can go by like that. Uh, uh, for the rest of the day, you're creepy KP. Yeah, creepy. <laughs> no, I'm just I got a story creepy. about being called Creepy Kenny. But creepy Kenny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I came down with a cold the other day, thanks to the kids. So that's been fun. Working with a sinus headache is like the worst thing in sound design. So, um, yeah, that's, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm championing through though. Um, and just trying to, I got some work that I'm knocking out, which I'm thankful, thankful to be busy. That's always good. And, um, yeah, just getting stuff done, man. Um, I, I did pick up a, a MPC live the other day, so I've been learning that as well. And yeah, we, we, we got thoughts about man. that. We'll, we'll get to that, but yeah. So I'm happy to see Bo's on here. I've known Bo for a good long while now, so it's good to see yeah. him here and steal and yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to a good show. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah, it's good to, Hey, uh, so, I'm always glad to have y'all on the show, man. I'm glad Bo is here and we're just going to talk a little bit. Um, actually, let's people might already know uh, Bo from his YouTube channel and stuff, but but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, who you are, what you do, how you got started and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'll do like the, the, the quick quick version, I guess. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a psychotherapist and university teacher by, by trade sort of and education. And I've been doing that for like, the last eight years and uh, before that I, I did a lot of music um started i guess like 17 years ago i uh, was pretty pretty heavy into the swedish hip-hop scene for a couple of years um did a bit of beat making did a bit of rapping even in swedish um so that's oh, something I hear this. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if it was really my thing but yeah i think i did one or two tracks that were okay but yeah and uh, yeah, but when my other career took off, I kind of yeah took a little break with the music, and uh, yeah, just the last couple of years, been spending more time online with the YouTube thing, tutorials, um, yeah, beat making videos, reviews, like you said, Corey, um, and it's just been kind of kind of taking off a little bit. I mean, it's kind of a niche thing to be doing, but it's been a lot of fun, and I've got a 
great kind of response from people. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess like my my um, my main audience are like guys in like their thirties, forties, fifties, and up. Uh, mm -hmm. I have like a lot of older people as well, uh, a lot of synth people, uh, a lot of like. Um, how do you say like yeah like hobbyists uh, and a lot of guys like myself coming back into music you know maybe maybe the kids are grown up and, and a lot of those guys are kind of coming to my channel and i think kind of yeah that's kind of the audience i'm mostly reaching i think that's dope so i'm gonna start calling you dr bo and then <laughs> book the first session with ken so that you can talk him through his life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no amount of psychotherapy is helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I was going to say, I was like, hey, that's going to be a long session. A long yeah. session. You know, I just, you know, I, 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 take, uh, I take payment by the hour. So there it's, you go. it's you like, a, like a grand an hour and we're. And we're... That's dope. So, hey, let me ask. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, so, so you did like hip hop, huh? I didn't realize that. So Sweden yeah. hip hop. Like, yeah. What's the scene like in in uh, Sweden for hip hop? Uh, it's so no hard clue. for me to say. Yeah. I, I was sort of when I when I started. That was kind of uh, at the. I started when hip hop got like re started to get more mainstream in Sweden. So for the longest time, uh, it was really sorry, like, like years. Give us. Like uh, a, yeah. yeah. So it's like ninety. <laughs> like 97 98 99 somewhere around okay. there uh yeah i think so like i can pro my, maybe i mixed up the dates here uh but yeah like say 90 97 so let's say 97 um there was a lot of like there was this big um swedish hip hopper called uh petter and uh, he um he got he was kind of like this really swedish white guy real swedish person you know is like like he but the influences from the american scene was so clear also and he kind of brought it together like in a like in a swedish way and an american way and it's it so funny worked you described it like you you said swedish guy you know white guy and i'm like yeah i would have never expected that <laughs> you know it's just so it was so i mean we had like we had like, like a couple of groups before that that made a splash uh, mm -hmm. But they never really got this like big recognition. I think it had to do with kind of the the culture clashing and and everything, and 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 you know the scene wasn't very developed in Sweden back then. Uh, so when he started doing his thing and got recognition, a, a lot of you know I was a kid back then, and a lot of you know a lot of kids got into hip hop. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think in, in because of him, and then we got in touch, of course, with like the American scene and and with other more underground Swedish rappers. Nope. Um, yeah, so was there, there was like a like, breakdance scene as well. Was there like breaking and and graffiti? Yeah, like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the elements, all the elements. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But but I was too like I I was a bit too young to sort of go on that. In, in that we had that doing like I, I guess maybe late. 80s early 90s we had it uh but i was you know i was a baby boy then so <laughs> uh like but but yeah somewhere around like 97 98 i think it sort of took off really like got like into and and nowadays it's you know it's it's quite big here yeah, in sweden nice. um, for sure i mean we got the we got the trap thing and and everything like the swedish versions and the swedish versions you know it's you know, it's it's a little bit different. I'm really I'm really interested to hear what that would sound like because that 
Yeah, I'm gonna Google that later. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably. I know I'm not very in tune. I mean, there's there's some really great guys, really great like, how do you say, like more, more hardcore uh, stuff that's more real. Um, but there's also like the mainstream stuff, and 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 some of it is really good. Some of it is really good, but yeah, it's uh, it's also some some of the stuff is quite Swedish. Like it's very um, like it's very very people people like how do you say people friendly like it's very there's mm -hmm. a lot of mainstream stuff for sure like a lot of auto tuning going on i just found the whole reddit section on swedish trap and i'm bookmarking it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow yeah swedish trap now that's something i didn't expect to come across <laughs> yeah i, th I think I, I hope i'm correct here the terminology <laughs> no, no, I, mean, there's a whole I think reddit i think there's something section like on it that obviously is yeah i just i just recently like did a local giveaway i gave away some stuff like a pair of speakers and a sound card like old stuff i had the stuff i started with and and i kind of you know put out an ad like you know i got this stuff if somebody want to come and get it somebody young preferably mm -hmm. uh starting out and i got in touch with uh like a yeah like a local uh, kind of hip hop uh, group, and uh, I think they they did some kind of trap inspired stuff, um, but more, a little bit pop influenced, I think as well. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of cool. Nice. So let me. You you said you started doing your your um your YouTube thing. What what was the the thing that inspired you? Was it just that like, hey, I'm getting back into music, so I'm gonna start doing YouTube, or uh, like what was what was the 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 point? That made you say, "I'm about to do this thing and, and get into like." No, some kind of deep existential anxiety. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> been listening to people all day, and I just needed to talk to someone. Thoughts <laughs> 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 out there, you know, unfiltered. Um, but no, um, I, I think it was. Yeah, I I, I got my first child uh, in 2000 and wait. 2004 um 14 i mean i mean 14 2014 and around then i started to get back into music more and more sort of suited me very well when i was you know taking care of the child you know playing stuff um and uh yeah around then i just looked for different ways to kind of you know, get kind of a creative outlet you know a, mm -hmm. a place for me to reach people essentially i think that was some kind of deep drive i had like i want to reach somebody um for the longest of time i kind of kept to myself with my music and uh and um yeah so so that was the drive i think and uh, I, I started by doing some shitty videos like i don't know in 2015 <laughs> or something really shitty stuff and and uh, in i think it was was it late 2015 maybe Early 2016, uh, I started with the circuit. I, mean, mm -hmm. I think it was 2016, like in the, uh, like in J January or something like that. Uh, and I just, I was on a conference and I, I just picked it up and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Let's let's shoot a video, right. and then it sort of happened. I remember, I remember your whole vibe back then too, because um, because yeah. uh, you had even talked to me a little bit back then as well, and um, I remember one of the things that, and, and to this day, I I, I tell people, um, because YouTube is is a beast in that 
you can it doesn't matter the quality of the content when you put out content you have to have a certain personality that is strong enough to withstand the masses yeah. um so i remember when you first started doing it you're like hey i'm thinking about doing this that and, and um and i was talking to you and, and you were just very genuine about everything that you were doing and there was no facade you know what i mean like you like your videos were you and you didn't pretend to know everything in the world you just did your videos and you said look this this is what i'm discovering and you know this is how i'm doing it and it was very genuine and whenever i would see people get like rude about it i was like yeah but like i know guys that are on these videos that are fronting like these there's a lot of people out there that pretend like they they know something they don't know and mm -hmm. i never get that vibe from you i always get this vibe of like hey i'm learning too and i i know things and i want to show them to you and maybe i'll learn things along the way as well and you know we can grow together and i think that that's a wonderful vibe it's, it's a very inclusive yeah. vibe that that i feel like it's there it, it almost seems like some people get this they get off on this edge of, oh, well, I know something someone else does, so I'm going to act elitist about it. And it's like, well, dude, it's it's not rocket. Like, we're not sending people to Mars. We're making music. Like, yeah. chill out and enjoy it. Because it, you know what? You can be the most knowledgeable person in the world, but if you're not enjoying the experience and, and, and the travel of making this music, then you're losing. You know what I mean? Then you're not doing yeah. it right, you know, at the end of the day. And that's what I always liked about your, your stuff is that – I never got this air of, oh, I know, I know something you don't know, and that makes well, me you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, too. We're in the information age. It's the era of the expert, right? So everybody wants to look like an expert and you mm -hmm. know be revered as an expert. But I think I think it's more genuine when you do approach it and say, you know what? <clears throat> um, I'm learning something about this thing, or yeah, I do have this to offer, but I'm learning this too. And because the fact of the matter is you learn when you teach and you teach when you learn. It's it's a reciprocal art altogether. Yeah. So that's what's up. Let yeah, me, for sure. Let me ask you guys a question, all of you guys, for anybody that's ever reviewed gear or anybody that helped for that matter, anybody that's ever just bought gear and talked to their friends about it. What's the what's the the. I don't want to call things out, but is there a piece of gear that any of you all have gotten and thought? This ain't what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> this is yes. not living up to what I wish it was. What was that? That what, what's one of the pieces of gear that comes to mind for each one of y'all? Oh, I'll tell you right off the right off the uh, right off the uh, rhythm. What is it? <laughs> rhythm Wolf. <laughs> That's classic. Rhythm Wolf. Tom Cat. Actually, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to step Cat, in for the Tomcat for Tom a hot Cat second. was way better than the Rhythm Wolf. <laughs> I will, I will but, say, yeah. So my issue with, with both of those is that they feel like, like I know a lot of people want to say when analog goes wrong, right? <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think it went wrong. But, I just think it was hard. My, my feeling, like, and I did, dude, I did like a long, like, unboxing, first impressions and every, like, it was a long live stream on my channel. If you go to my channel, you can watch it. It's it's pretty long. But it's me, like, discovering it with no bias at all. Like, just, yeah, I remember, you did, like, an unboxing thing. And yeah, you, yeah. I I whole, and it was, it was legit. Like, I paid for it. Like, it was legit my, you know, me discovering how well it's done. Because I had had yeah, a Yeah, I'm here like, man, what are you, 
buying this for, Ken? Yeah. Well, I had a friend, I had a friend of mine that swore up and down that, that it was great, and I had other people I knew that swore up and down that it was horrible, and, and I was like, you know what? Let me make my own mind up. So I did it, and here's what I'll say, though. Um, it's not great, but it's also not horrible. Like, it's not – the Tomcat has some very useful aspects of it, right? And then it's got other aspects of it that are trash. And that's okay. Like, because look at the price point. Like, the price point's crazy low. And at that price point and at that time, there wasn't much else out there doing anything like that. And that's okay. So, yeah, my biggest gripe with the Rhythm Wolf is the distortion circuit was horrible. And it yes. completely threw the voicing off. Like, yeah, it was horrible, Ken. Out of out of all of it, that's my biggest gripe. Is that as soon as you turn that that distortion circuit up, the voicing just goes to shit. Oh, here here's another device that people might be surprised that I hated when I first got it. Circuit. The circuit. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can totally see why somebody would like it. And and here's the reason why. The grid. The grid. Mm -hmm. I knew it. I hate device. The Volca sample was the same thing. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like devices that constrain me to a grid, and at least give me the option to turn it off. You mean like the quantization? Yeah, like give me or, the option. Or an option to like go into like a high resolution mode where it exactly get that push pull feel. Exactly, and when I first got the circuit, I was like, "This is cool," but I can't really be as musical as I want to be based off of my timing and my my groove with the circuit. And it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm taking this back. I can't. But man, you know what's you know what's dope about that thing is they have supported the crap out of that thing. Yes, like they, they have they yes, keep they dropping releases and oh, yeah, I didn't expect them to, to release that sample update. And I mean like there's some dope stuff about it. Like I like the fact that it definitely thinks differently. Like it's not. Mm -hmm. a yeah, now we got the, the micro timings as well. Uh, the micro. Yeah, micro now they have that. Yeah, yeah, now they have it. And yeah, now, now, now novation. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like it's one of those pieces though that like you know because I, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, we got encoders, and there's no way to tell what the hell it is, like what your encoders are. But like I had it, and I I did my little like uh, review on it, and it's cool. Like I don't necessarily think it's for me, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I I, I kind of like what they were doing with it. I, I like where they went with it, and it's got a lot of cool possibilities. Um, exactly, I dug it. Well, I was man. really impressed with how deep Bo went. Bo went like. Bo took a grain of sand and expanded it into a universe. Like <laughs> yeah. he dove so deep into yeah. that thing. That yeah, on the surface was... you would think is really shallow, but like he really dove into that thing. So, so I gotta well, respect well, the hell so out of that. What about you? Is there a piece of gear that you've gotten that you kind of looked at after you got it and was like, oh, that is not what I expected, or this is not, or at least this piece is not too cool, or whatever it is. Hmm. Yeah, so so one thing that I um like it, hmm kind of hard because like most of the stuff that i got here uh i've kind of chosen sort of wisely sort of knowing kind of did the did the research beforehand um but i guess uh not to and not this is definitely not to kind of diss on anything but uh the guys do the patch blocks mm -hmm. they did mm -hmm. um they did the mini jams uh that small 
like packaged with like a synth and a drum. Oh, machine. I knew that wasn't going to be good. I yeah. saw that and I was just like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's 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 not as it's, it's not good. It's it, it, what I what I had troubles with was the fact that the 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 whole um, the whole like how do you say um, yeah the build build quality of them mm -hmm. it's so flimsy. Like if they just up that slightly i would have been more convinced mm -hmm. um like i, oh, I like nice. them there's a really cool analog filter there's the drum the drum machine works okay the synth is is yeah it's not my my cup i think mm -hmm. it's kind of noisy kind of flimsy hard to use it's like a it's like a very plasticky even more plasticky volka uh, like it's but, wow. but it's just kind of like the, 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 oh yeah i saw yeah. I, 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 I looked it up I, I looked it up but i saw that yeah that thing looked really cool to me I, that's sad that 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 that's not cool and yeah like, like are, the, like the filter nice. and the drum machine and there's a mixer those three are cool the synth I don't think it's very cool. Like I see a lot of people using the filter and the mixer because the mixer can also record to an SD card, which is really cool. You have a record yeah. button, and you and and you so you could use it, and it's uh, it's mono mono input. The tech so drum can, is the one that I was looking at. Yeah, the tech drum is pretty cool. It works, but it's very it's extremely plasticky. Like there's oh. just um, uh, how do you say like a little co plasticky cover that you can take off. It's almost like um, uh like it's more like a wrap it. <laughs> guys we have so if these. you look at my window right we now Corey, these, if, let's not talk oh, about the other guys. Corey, if you click on my window you'll see what we're talking about here yeah uh, i see that's, yeah so that's so do, and, and yeah that was a letdown as well that's the that's the i have that's those the that's the yeah that's the but it's not the finished look so no. uh, these okay. are the black ones yeah and the, the finished ones have a, kind of a transparent white um, so they look even more plasticky and feel even more plasticky. <laughs> so it's that was that was a letdown because I okay. was hoping that the, that that the, that they would have upped the build quality from the prototypes to the finished versions. I think build quality can be um, now. I don't know their whole base, so if I'm speaking wrong, you guys can correct me. And if you don't know, then you guys can just pretend to correct me. But. Um, I think build quality can be difficult for these upstart companies that are sure. doing starters and that sort of thing. Um, like I noticed that uh, there's there's a product that I actually like um, called the Cordbot. Um, now the build quality on it is a little, it's not terrible, it's not terrible yeah, by any means, well. but it's there like certain textures I feel like could have been different, and I think that that's one of those things that like it. If you were to get into changing the textures and the knob feel and all that, you get into, well, the timelines are going to be expanded and, yeah, and yeah, people I'm might sure. be upset uh, for that kind of thing. Um, matter of fact, I have it right here. Tonight. I know what I'm talking about. Um, but the functionality, I think, is really dope. Um, and it, it's really ambitious for what mm. it is as well. So I actually really like it. When, well, when you say it's really ambitious for what it is, do you think it missed the mark? Or no, not, not really. No, I, I just feel like there's certain certain textures that I would I would change. Like I don't like that that hard shiny plastic. It to me that always feels brittle and weak. And I don't like the the feel of the plastic knobs. Um, the encoders don't have much resistance to them. And um, so like there's there's little things like that um that are you know they're technically they're okay mm -hmm. but i think with a longer and and more robust um finance situation that maybe would be improved upon like maybe if they did a mark ii i would bet that that would feel even better you know what i mean yeah. um but 
functionality, I think it's really the functionality wise, it's really cool. And yeah, but, cool but I get what you're saying, Ken, because it's 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 something we have to kind of keep in mind when we approach the sort of kind of yeah upstarter small companies uh, upstart mm -hmm. stuff because it's it's of course tied to a really hefty kind of yeah both kind of design process and production process and everything so, Doing calls so and all that. yeah yeah look, yeah so look I, you're I being too it. nice bro a guy <laughs> has to answer for rhythm wolf <laughs> well, you know what? I think they have. And I think in particular, I think Dan has has answered more. You know, Dan Gill of Akai, he got the backlash more than anybody because yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, you're talking about a guy who got a lot he's got a long history in the music industry. I'd love mm -hmm. to get him on, on, on my, yeah. my show as well. Um, but that guy, man, when, when the uh, the Tambor Wolf came out. Oh my God, he was lambasted for that thing, and really, he was also lambasted for it for the Rhythm Wolf because if you remember, before the Rhythm Wolf dropped at that NAM, they actually brought it before it was fully working, and he was pressured into showing it mm -hmm. before it was ready to even be shown, and like the whole that whole the, from the Rhythm Wolf to the Tambor Wolf was really a mess, and it's kind of like I hope that it doesn't fully discourage. Akai from from venturing into analog because I, I don't want them to do it that way at all. But I mean, you look at the AX60 and AX80, like those synths were dope. Like, yeah, they were dope synths. Hey, they got now, granted, I also don't want them to do anything like those stupid analog, uh, those quote analog boutique guitar pedals that Akai did that were really just Bing Yang Chinese pedals rebranded with their name on it. Like, I thought that was really shitty. That they or did. the Miniac. Uh, no, the, what, no, see, you I know what? I disagree. The Miniac like is dope because it's a, like it. dude, it's a Micron. The Micron is dope. They bought, they bought the company, so what? Like, to me, that didn't really bother me. That didn't really bother me. So it's a different layout of, of a Micron. So what? Mm -hmm. And if one, you didn't know that, right it, that it was a Micron, then, oh, well, you're bad. Yeah. What so I will say about, about the Miniac, the Miniac sounds much better than I ever thought it did. Like, when I got it, and I, I love the like, Micron, Ion, all that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah the Ion was fly. I remember, like, that was when, like... Man, People God. hate on it, though. People hate on that synth, and I don't care. Like, they're wrong. I want to get into some other synths. I think we talked about this a little bit on the last show, and I can't remember. I think we did a little bit. But the grandmother, now it's been out there a little bit, and people have heard more demos and stuff. What are you guys thinking about the, the Moog grandmother? Future, future classic. I want it. Yes, I agree. What Those about you, not wrong. Bo's probably not wrong. It's I, I probably won't buy one. Um, but uh, just for the simple fact that like, no, I won't buy one just because I won't be touring with one. So like to me, it's great for like the dude in an indie band that like wants to tour. Like to me, it's great on that level. But for a guy like me who's going to be mostly in my lab, like I've got spring reverbs, I've got modular synths, I've got you know all kinds of other mono synths. I had zero desire for it. To me, it's a very, very, very basic synthesis architecture with a spring reverb, which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's cool. Um, the only thing I really don't like is two things. I don't like the font of Grandmother 
I think butt? that looks terrible. <laughs> I know, and I know that's so minor, but like, I'm getting real petty, <laughs> and I don't like the fact that Moog still has yet to like really live up to their name and innovate and do something that like makes us all say, Oh my God, like I didn't think this was possible in synthesis because that's what I want from Moog. Like I want Moog, the company who brought us synthesis to continue, you know, innovating oh, and evolve, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm getting that's a little like, bored. I just don't think it's going to happen like that. I don't expect that it will. Um, I think companies that innovate like, I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that innovate. Most of them don't continue to do so. They change the game and everybody follows their lead. And then they have a tough time doing that all over again. <laughs> you know yeah, but I mean? still, I mean, to be fair, like Moog put out the, the Mother 32 and we got the DFAM and now we got the Subharmonicon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to, I, I don't think they're going to mass produce it. No, I'm not sure. Maybe. Who knows? They are, they are because they said the same thing about the defense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember. Expect, yeah, I expect that yeah. it will be just just a matter of. Yeah, time. I mean, that, I mean, I think those products are pretty pretty innovative in in, in certain regards. I guess. I mean, it's kind of kind of different. Uh, not that much to to compete with the, like the defam style of, like it's it's a little different. No, no, actually, it is. So you bring up a good point. the The form factor has obviously been copied mm. a lot. Since yeah, number sure. 32, that form factor in general has almost become like a standard of sorts for people to, to, to you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got the Neutron and and yeah. uh, and the Model there, Model D, like the same kind of yeah, format. Yeah, right, that form factor and stuff. And then um, uh, the subharmonic, I don't know much about it, uh, but I do think that the DFAM is something new. You know what I mean? It, it just... Mm -hmm seems new people think like drum machine but it's more of a percussive synth and it's something of its own i don't know if anything else out there that's like that yeah i saw, saw a couple of videos that mylar melodies did mm -hmm. on it and and mm -hmm. i I, uh, I think it was kind of yeah kind of interesting like kind of original in a sense like the kind of sounds he was getting out of it and you know he seemed really excited about it you know he got this you know ton of modules and urac and stuff but Still, the synth was exciting. It does to him, sound good. Everything that I've seen on it sounds great. Like to me, I think it's perfect for the indie group guy. Like I, I, I can see it in a lot of stage setups, man. A the lot. Grandmother. What's that? The grandmother. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't know if I, I see, really like when I see the grandmother. I could, I could see, I see what you're saying, but I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it, it just seems like a solid instrument that. You know, I could honestly see that if this was however many years ago and all I had was an NPC, I could see pairing my NPC with that, the grandmother, and making yeah. those two the just the, my whole universe. I think <laughs> you know what I mean? a couple of years ago, it would have yeah. been a, a much bigger story, in my opinion. Um, the, the, the color scheme has been, you know, a hot topic for a lot of people. I love the fact that it looks so ugly. Um, like, I love that. Like, it's so ugly, it's cute. Well, yeah, that's ugly. the thing. I just don't like the fact <laughs> no, that no prominent on it because, <laughs> like, like I always talk to um to Saint Joe about uh the beat thing, and we always kind of joke around about how bad of a name the beat thing was. Oh man! Like, and, and it was so gaudy and everything. And they refer to it. All, all, all my buddies that have a beat thing refer to it as the BT one. They never call it the beat thing. <laughs> and 
to me it's like the grandmother is that same kind of thing like i feel like that name is so horrible like like yeah i get where oh, it's let's not even talk about horrible names yo because remember when the deep mind 12 when that name i, I was still like, don't mind that horrible. name that much i really i, no, I, thought, I, 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 I don't mind that name I as much declarations that i am not calling it <laughs> that Okay, so <laughs> should we get back to like German car manufacturer type names like like the the XY80 and yes, that kind of stuff? It's be like, very sterile. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think I think something I find very funny with uh, like the the whole like synth communities is that when when something like the Neutron or the Deep Mind Twelve drops, people are like, yeah, they don't mind. They don't mind the name. They don't mind the look. Even though, like, I, for me, the Deep Mind Twelve looks like shit. I mean the the colors, like it's so dull, like it's so uninspired. Like the neutron uh, burns my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like, and if I would show these to my friends who are not musicians, that are, or, or my bro, say my brother, he's a pop, he's a pop rock group, like with, yeah, like the whole shebang. And if I would show it to him, they they they'd be exactly like Kenny saying here, like like. They'd be all over the grandmother. They mm. would like love the colors, like love the design and everything. And they, if they'd seen something like Neutron, they would be like, what the hell? What kind of 90s, early 90s looking <laughs> shit is this? Like, God damn. These colors? Did somebody do this in pain? That's it's the like, thing though, is like it looks like I designed it. And and the funny <laughs> thing is, is like that's Joe and Corey and Steel know, like whenever I'm doing any kind of product or anything, like they know <laughs> that I go to them and I'm like, yo, does this look as bad as I think that it looks? Because I love it, so it must look horrible. Oh, and they're always man. like, Yes, Ken, that looks terrible. <laughs> like oh, yeah, the man. neon green, I was like, oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I actually like the way the grandmother looks. Oh, yeah. wow, that sentence could be taken so it many looks, It looks creative. <laughs> I like the way your it grandmama looks, looks too. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way your grandmama looks. Um, yeah, but, but it's a good thing because you're kind of validating my hypothesis, hypothesis here because you're kind of the closest thing in this group to what my brother is doing like you're a real touring musician and stuff and of course you know you got a good nice taste so of course you like the grandmother but and got ken, ken on the other end you know likes the the neon color schemes <laughs> no yeah but here's you know the thing that, you know what you know what's dope about that thing though is that synth right there it does have that retro vibe and like I love that soul sound in, in live bands like like yeah. Budos band and uh El I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce it wrong so everybody can laugh at me. El Mickles affair, El, El Michaels mm -hmm. affair, whatever it is. Like I love those types of bands. Um and I can see that synth sitting in that setup so perfectly. And on that level, I would sample the living hell out of it, make sample packs, I would use it for production, all that kind of stuff, except for the fact that I've got everything that it can do times a hundred in, in my setup already. So I'm jaded. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I just don't need it is all that it is. I, wish, I don't think the price yeah. point's terrible. Like I think that yeah, they, they cushion the price point by maybe $200 with their name. But yeah. other than that, I think the price point's okay. I wish it had a sub oscillator. Yeah. Hmm. That was the biggest omission in my opinion was sub oscillator. And also um, there's no exponential FM. Mm, yeah. It's linear FM only. But, Which that, I, but that can be patched, right, Ken? Mm, no. 
The, uh, it can't be patched on it. I, I haven't checked out. The I mean, I mean, yeah. With with if you got enough modules, I think you you might be able to make that happen. But like, it, it, to me, it's it's not about that. It's about I'm talking more about using it by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Like so, for instance, you look at the Mini Brute Two. Now, the Mini Brute Two, it's not built to the same stage quality, right? So the stage, uh, the stage aspect of that thing, you got the tilted faceplate, which I love on the sub fatty, mm -hmm. like. I have one of those, and I absolutely I think it's one of the best synths ever. Um, so it's it, it's not that it's the difference between something like that and the and the Mini Brute Two, which I believe honestly like they compete fairly directly, is the, the fact that they're both very patchable. They're both two oscillator synths, right? Um, but there's differences like the yeah. The Mini Brute 2 has things like it's got a built-in separate VCA with attenuators and like it's got these patchable functionality that is there that makes it extremely usable. Two different styles of envelopes, you know, like the grandmother lacks a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it comes in at a higher yeah, price point, would you say, but a different would, build quality. Wouldn't you say that it's a little bit like the Sub 37 versus the Matrix Brute? Like the Sub is something you could take on stage, like... Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't really on the sub, you don't really have all those sound shaping possibilities like you have on the matrix, like the matrix you could bring on stage, but there's also so much going on there. Yeah. The other thing is that, is that the sub, the, the sub 37 is really cool in that it has certain modulation that the matrix brute doesn't have. Yeah, like you true. can modulate filter poles, which is amazing on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true, true. But yeah. you have to do it through a little bit of diving you know like not a lot of diving but a little bit of dive. it's not on the front panel and then on the matrix brute conversely everything is on the front panel yeah, there's no the diving panel all. is the menu <laughs> on the matrix brute yeah yeah, yeah like th that's the cool thing about the matrix brute yeah. in my opinion for the stage guy is that all your modulation is directly viewable from the panel at a glance no diving and i think that's that's something that we haven't seen in something that deep in a long time you know so hey okay uh d still did you have the matrix brute at one point um in the box still but it's not here anymore but i'm gonna get it and it kind of sucks because now i'm gonna have to get it for a higher price yeah yeah true true i don't know why you uh, yeah my matrix yeah, brute investment about. just skyrocketed oh yeah <laughs> yeah Wait, uh, what happened you how, how oh, you talk about the price it? rise yeah, Sorry? so that, it, yeah, so it's going to be twenty five now, right? No, no, I think it's it's not twenty five. Is it? Is it fifteen? I'm sorry, I can't remember. 19, the no, no, it's it's two thousand. It came out at fifteen hundred, fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. Worth it, worth worth every free. I, no, I think it. Yeah, I think it's worth it, and that's why I'm still gonna you know have it. It's but still my favorite synth in my setup. Like I love it. I I, want, I actually want to get both. I want to have the Matrix Brute, and I also want to get that subsequent 37, that mm -hmm. special edition, whatever they have, the the CV edition of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one would be great. Yeah, that's the one that I want to get just because um, even though people would say they're similar since, I feel like they have different applications, and I, and I would design totally different sounds with them. So, like... I'm excited to have both in my. In my I would love to have studio. CV on my sub thirty-seven. Like that would be so killer. Sub I mean, yeah, just so, can yeah, interface they, with they, they, Matrix Brute's always been one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Yeah, but that price is going up. That's what it is. Yeah. It's going yeah, up by so, like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah. 
Um, which, which is not because they want to make it go up. It's because the actual tooling costs, like the parts are going up in cost. Yeah, no, yeah, I know that. So that's kind of why I tell you what, man. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go on a love rant about it. But but here's here's what I will tell you, Ken. And you know, because we've been, I've been talking to you and Marco Polo about this like crazy. I love this mini brute 2S. Yeah, I yo, let's let's do a real quick shout out to that app, uh, Marco Polo. If you guys don't have Marco Polo, the reason why I'm shouting it out is because I don't think enough people know about it. But basically, it's like text messaging through video, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you can have a group chat, and instead of text messaging, you're shooting short videos, right, to each other, and it's really easy to use and whatnot. But I want more people to use it because I don't want that app to die. <laughs> Yeah, I use it a ton. Yeah, it's a great app. So yeah, if you guys don't have it, it's on like every platform. Marco is it like the Marco Polo video walkie-talkie? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's really good. Like if you've got a group of friends that you want to stay in contact with, and you don't want to have to text message every single thing, um, but also like phone calls. Like we're all on different time zones, so it doesn't always work, and we're busy at different times. This way, you can just so when you're talking and every and say somebody's there, say I'm talking and Corey is actually there right now, he'll see it in real time. But if he's not there, he can come like me and Corey can be having a conversation. Steele can come on later on and see all those videos and then chime back in. So it's really dope. It is dope. I just uh, noticed, I just noticed when I did full screen in Hangout, suddenly my eyes were just blasted by the red, the red little thingy in your corner can, like, boom. Oh, yeah, that's a new shot. It hurt my eyes. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> and that's the thing, like, that's the thing is, is for me, like, people hated the fact that the sledge was yellow. People I like hated, that, actually. I like people the hated the sledge. fact that the neutron is red. Like, I no, like it when... It, they didn't, they should have done it like a real red. Now it's like this, I don't know... It looks better in person than I think it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I um, think I think, I think so it too. looks yeah, good, yeah, to be perfectly good. honest with you. Um, yeah. It doesn't, the color of it does not bother me one little bit. I think it's um, not the color per se. I think it's the fact that the color and that there, there's the graphics behind it, which looks... Oh, like yeah, that. don't get me started on that graphic. It looks like hieroglyphics. <laughs> like some of this carved hieroglyphics all over... You're talking about it's basically like, it's like hash, it's like hash marking black on there. Um, and... No, like to me, I, I don't mind it. I, I think it looks all right. Could it look more sleek in in like a black and gray or whatever? Yeah, it probably could. Like if somebody did a, and I think grayscale or somebody did a panel. Yes, for yeah, it. I saw um, I saw some mock-up. Of and it looked really cool. It did yeah, really yeah I, I could get yeah, I behind that. that for sure. The new not, one looks like a horrible pair of '90s sneakers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know that I would um be opposed to having that, but at the same time, like I like. I like it when manufacturers like get creative and they use different colors. Like, I feel like you see certain stage performers and like their entire setup is white or their entire setup is black or whatever. And I'm like, that's cool, I guess. But at the same time, I'm like, but, but now I like being inspired on, by individual pieces you got of gear. Mr. Sweden here. You know, we got the, we got the electron, we got teenage engineering, you know, all the good looking, cool design stuff. You know, it's, mm-hmm. if you look at the pocket operators, that's a good example. The Americans wait, 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 wait. Ken is so, not a fan of the, uh, the electron <laughs> style. Yeah, I know. A lot, okay, so Bo, check this out. A lot right. of my friends, a lot of my friends that are producers, every yeah. time they come to my studio <laughs> and they see my electron gear, they're just like, what is that? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> 
it's a it's a digitac. It's a rhythm. They're like, I don't like the way that looks. I'm like, why? I'm like, it's actually real ergonomic. There's buttons for every function. Like, it's great. They're like, yeah. nah, I don't like it, man. I so I guess it's just an American thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I don't want to get into that. You know, yeah, I could make some jokes about like. like <laughs> on that messy, you know how like they they try to come out with um these Facebook rants that are complete bullshit. But like they'll say like ten traits of super intelligent people, and then they show like a messy desk, and uh, you're like, no, dude, you're just trying to make yourself feel better. Well, I'm that messy dude. Like I'm not saying I'm intelligent. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm messy. <laughs> but okay, I mean, what I'm aiming at here is like like. If you look at like the pocket operators, they have these small, you know, the small um, drawings, like the the punch, the the, yeah. the KO has the little boxing thing, and it's it's somebody's do uh, somebody's kid over on Teenage Engineering who did the drawings, and like that's that's like little quirky, corny, but it still looks good. Like th that's the thing. Like they do it with style, and, and that's what I'm missing from like the Deep Mind and the Neutron. Like it's the uh, deep mind's got hold on, hold on, hold on. The deep mind. No, I'm, I'm no, gonna come no, to no. their I defense. Can't on, on this. I can't get behind it. Sorry, you, you're so wrong. <laughs> so, so listen, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. Because no, I totally disagree on that. Because here we go. Here we off, go. The wood ends. The wood. The cherry wood ends on the deep mind. Look, look very nice. Like very, very nice. And mm. it's dude. It's black and white. Like it. It kind of. I totally disagree. I think the deep mind. Okay, place. okay, I think okay, the screen okay. I'm going is a little to go into this with an open mind here for you, screen Ken. Okay, I'm going to Google it here. Deep mind, twelve. And I think the, the desktop looks nice. Too. Those dude, those cherry wood ends are actually like I was seriously surprised at how high quality the wood ends were. Actually, it is uh, pretty nice. I kind of dig it, right? The, the cherry wood ends. Can't remember when we saw it at um, Nobcon for the first time. I was yeah, like, wow, I was surprised. That's nicer than yeah. I thought it would it's be. It's not gaudy. Like it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, totally I think it has kind of a kind of a yeah, kind of a like mm, how do you say it? like it's not it over. A, it's it all... is a very conservative sort of design, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's gaudy. Now the neutron yeah. is a little bit gaudy, but yeah, I yeah, like. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Like just like Metasonics. Metasonics has like these brash yellow panels they've got like do they've got drawings of like horse penises like all kinds of weird stuff on their panels i'm like dude that shit looks crazy to me i i kind of dig it like, I, I honestly like the way the deep mind six looks better than the deep mind 12. Hmm. interesting uh yeah, so the deep, deep mind six, six does look a little bit design wise it does look a little bit more refined and chill yeah i, I kind of think dig i like it. the form factor of the six too yeah yeah definitely like there's yeah. just something more appealing with the deep i mind think six. the keys look longer mm -hmm. and it looks yeah. more compact so I feel like that's why, and also I think the knob and the pitch and knob wheels are different colors than the twelve. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to see that again. I don't it, know. All I know is that I really enjoy the DeepMind twelve still, and like people, you know, people hate on it, but like I had a Juno one hundred six, and this thing scratches that itch times twenty. Like, yeah. I have zero desire to have a one hundred six again. I wish my screen. I could fix my screen though. So. Yeah, your screen messed up, right? Yeah, my screen. Did, and you haven't, you didn't figure it out. You did you mess with the cables or no? Yeah, I took the whole joint apart and reseated all the cables, and it's still, you know, it's just a blank. You better send that joint in. It's got a warranty. Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. Even that, I, I think the warranty counts for 
tool made samples. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know how to approach that because it is a tool made sample that was sent before it came out. So and and, um, and honestly, like so so that's something that we should preface because like I'm not being biased one way or the other. So Corey's got a specific issue with his unit. Um, it's weird though, like only on certain screens it goes blank, right? Well, all screens but the effects screen. Like the effect screen works. Everything yeah. else is blank. Everything so, else is blank. It's very so, but now you could jump to say, okay, well, that's, that's a problem with manufacturing, blah, blah, blah. But you have to also remember these are tool-made prototypes, mm -hmm. right? So these are tool-made samples early. So it's not necessarily indicative. And I say that because I know for a fact that certain things were changed on the DeepMind production later mm -hmm. on in life because, you know, they're producing how's the How's the keys on the DeepMind, though? So the tool-made samples... The keys did not have any kind of felt underneath. Oh, yeah, the they have a slight ah, clack yeah. to them when you hit them hard. The the second shipment of them, they started putting a line of felt underneath so you don't hear that clack anymore. So if you read in forums and you're saying like, oh, they got clacky keys in this, this and that. Um, yeah, there's that's actually one of things too that I didn't notice at first. That people were like you, you dig that clacking. I'm like, ain't no clacking. But I don't. Well, mine, mine, hard, mine will clack if I hit them hard, but it, it, it only clacks on certain keys. Yeah, it only does it on certain keys. But I haven't done the upgrade to mine, and I actually intend to now. To just so that people are aware, if anybody has a deep mind and their keys clack, just be aware that one, they do have, um, they do have. Uh, they offer th an upgrade service for anybody, like free of charge. Anybody who has clacky keys and doesn't like it, they will put that line of felt in there for them for free, uh, at least from what I understand. And also, all the later models of DeepMind 12, it, it's already in there. Like, So that's something that they've discovered after the fact, and they were like, oh, okay, well, this is a problem. Fixed it. So, you know, just be aware of that. Um, I'm going to change my name to clacky keys. What's that? I'm gonna change my Twitter handle to Clacky Keys. Clacky Keys. It's all right. We already know. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're working with Electron stuff, you know, you're all you're all you're all about the clackiness. Oh, I love I love I actually love the Digitech pads. Yo, they're so like satisfying to like ah click on these. To things. me, yeah. and I know some people would have a problem with me saying this, but I feel like that those Digitech pads. Are uh, the those buttons are kind of like the new age SP twelve hundred buttons? Yes, because you know I mean? um, yeah. the new yeah. the SP twelve hundred buttons were hard. Honestly, when I for, in in the nineties and, and early two thousand, I did not like that. When the, mm. the SP twelve hundred, I'm like, yo, why is it like that? It's like a button. It's like a doorbell. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've grown to kind of like that, and I can honestly say that these Digitac buttons. There, like there's just something fast mm -hmm. about having those kind of almost keyboardish. Like mm -hmm. computer keyboard type controllers, mm -hmm. uh, with the clackiness and everything, it's just—it's very fast. You, you can tweak it very fast. Yeah, you, you always know if you're kind of hitting the hitting the buttons. Mm -hmm. That's like one thing I really dig about, like playing melodies on the Digitac compared to say the analog uh, rhythm, for example, because it has the pads, and I'm actually more comfortable uh, playing something with the the kind of more key, computer keyboard style uh, mm -hmm. for. Since I don't really, I don't really have like the MPC background. Like yeah. the Machina was pretty much my first uh, pad-based controller. So wait, wait, when you were doing Swedish hip hop and stuff back in the day, yeah. who was making your beats? Were you making the beats, or yeah, did yeah, you I have a producer, yeah, or yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, I did everything. What yeah. were you producing on? 
Oh, back then, uh, I had a PC. Uh, I was running Nuendo from Steinberg. Uh, Fruity Loops, uh, like way back That's when back it when was, it was just... called Fruity Loops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, it was, still fruity it was just. Uh, I, I remember when we got the version where you could use it as a as a VST inside of Cubase. So I yeah. used it for for all like all my drums and stuff, and. Uh, I had like a DX100 still and Yamaha RM1X and some other like Ooh, yeah. stuff, but I, you know, I didn't really use them. So I used, I think Trillion from Spectrosonics. Mm -hmm. I used uh, Atmosphere, uh, the, the prequel to uh, Omnisphere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, stuff like that, I guess. Like the FM FM7, right? From Native mm -hmm. Instruments was still a thing. Yeah, at, yeah. and. Um, uh, that other thing, that really cool uh, uh, absinthe. Oh, yeah, absinthe. A lot of absinthe. Yeah, absinthe is great. It's so freaking ugly and it's green. How can it be ugly and green? I don't know. But, yeah, absinthe is dope. Like, yeah, absinthe is yeah. great. If there's yeah, one be right scent up, that I want, right up your alley with the colors. If there's one scent that I would need <laughs> instruments to just completely redo and make it a powerhouse, it's absinthe because yeah. that thing is amazing. Like it has some crazy like flute sounds that was dude, super organic. If you really dive into it, like it's got, man, people don't even know. Like that synthesis engine is far more advanced than like 90% of what's out right now. Like you can go in and toy with like granular synthesis yeah, yeah. oscillators and all kinds of crazy stuff. And people just like skip right past it because it's freaking ugly. Well, it, yeah, is pretty, it, it is pretty out of people. You know, what's that, Corey? Not, that'll make the difference for a lot of people. Like if it's not inviting, and yeah. No matter what it is, if it's not inviting, people will walk right past yeah. it. And I mean, know. it irks me, but I've been using it long enough to where I'm like, okay, like, like I did some sound design stuff with it, and I was like, okay, so I got used to it. But yeah, if I if I didn't have to use it for the certain things that I did, I wouldn't have known how dope it is. Like I would skip past it too, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. but I guess so, like going back to, to what you said very early, Ken when you sort of described your experience with my channel when I started it up, um, something like, like it's so interesting when people come into my channel because I do a lot of the, yeah, I do a lot of the synth stuff and, 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 and sometimes I've had, you know, the fortune of covering synths very early. And, and of course I understand people coming in with expectations and whatnot, but uh, I just find like certain things like we're talking here, we've been sitting here talking about like the looks of stuff and the design and you know, how that, how that's appealing and everything. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting because there's a, there's a group of people, a percentage of the, the audience or the user base that doesn't seem to get this, like how important it is that you, that you really enjoy like the look Mm -hmm. and, and sort of the, the feel of, of, of a product. Like there's a, there's a vast difference of, of sitting with something like a Moog to, to sort of sitting with one of those like mini jams or whatever, like just from the, from the way you just touch it, it's just different. It's and, true. And, yeah, it's true. Yeah. The design and the, and the look and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I come from a background where uh, customizing gear and stuff like that mm -hmm. and, and changing even as simple as changing knobs <laughs> because sometimes the the way something looks is inspiring um yeah i mean look at the mpcs uh yeah the mpcs in mm -hmm. you know changing pads changing knobs yeah yeah, 
Yep, exactly. That whole kind of thing. Yeah, customizing. Like, yeah. Ken is pressing me about my letdown gear because I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> yeah, we got our little private <laughs> chat, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you sorry, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, let you down. <laughs> yeah, so so you know what? I think there's a couple things. There's there's two things that I'll mention right off, and I just pull this off the shelf because I was gonna mention this. Um, this is not oh. so much a letdown, uh, but there were enough kind of bugs in it like i still don't know how to use a sequence on it because i feel like it was never finished that's crazy. <laughs> you know i'm looking I mean? at it right now and i'm lusting like i love sequence. Yeah. so yeah. this the sound is incredible i love it i put uh, uh authentic chip in there too um but but the build quality yo i knew the build quality because i have one here hold on so I've got I've got I've got this guy here, yes, which they're so hollow and light, and they are. But I, so I have the MK3 of this. Now these things were known. The early versions of these were known for having terrible build quality. Mm -hmm. The later ones, on the other hand, were known for actually sounding really good and having, you know, the build quality is decent. Like it's it's still hollow, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But like mm -hmm. the encoders and everything feel good and. I love the Zox box. I absolutely love it. I use the crap out of it. Like, I'm one of those, not a lot of, and, and Corey's going to speak to this in a second because I'm going to set him off, but not a lot of hip-hop dudes love the 303. Oh. I actually love the 303. <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of hip-hop dudes hate the 303. I've always liked it ever since I heard, like, man, early, early 303 stuff, but of course, I wasn't overexposed to like, uh, what did they call that? Hop house or whatever it was. Uh, hip house. <laughs> hip house yeah. I'm yeah. not a hip house fan, <laughs> but I use it more in like a almost almost industrial music style where like mm. I'm distorting the living shit out of it and that kind of thing. Like I love like the uh, Sonic Couture, I think it was, did a um, oh, devil, the devil fish. The devil fish they did a devil fish yeah. 303 contact <laughs> instrument, which, it, yo, that thing is dope like yeah uh, man if you if you some, desire any sort before. of cool 303 sound but you don't want to buy a zox box or a 303 a or whatever those words put check together. that cool 303 sound like dude, the sonic, the sonic <laughs> me, dope, man like don't sleep on that thing i made some serious beats with that well so here's the thing another, the i got another one though the 303 is is horrible for me in hip-hop but mm -hmm. i like the sound for other stuff I get you. you know what that though? It's not. You, I totally disagree. And I would, hi, man, steal. I'm gonna have to I'll let you borrow it. mine. I'll try. I'll, I'll try it, Ken. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. mine. And, and and but what I'll say is is it's all in how you use it. So like acid dudes, they throw the resonance way up and they get that squelchiness, Squelch. and that's part of that sound. But that's like saying, well, a funk bassist slaps a bass hard. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that a jazz player has to do the same thing. Like it's different ways of playing the instrument you know what i'm saying I feel like, you. well you I'll know what? i can i can honestly say that today and the way that i make music and blend and boom bap with modular synthesis and stuff that that exploration would probably open me up to exploring the 303 more nowadays yeah i would do it more now than i would have and, back in the day right so being it's, raised in a in a in an environment where all of the music, like in Chicago and Detroit, was the three hundred three. So there's this thing. There's this thing where like um, certain genres of music exalt certain instruments in different mm -hmm. ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, and you could do you could take that from blues and bluegrass all the way on through you know EDM techno whatever you know. Um, the 303 gets exalted in in these these niche genres for being used in different ways 
but actually having that and, and kind of using it and i know like you know paul from din sync or something will probably laugh about it because he's like so anal about like he he makes the re 303 which i highly recommend people check out i don't have the money for one if i did i'd get one um but what are those going for man uh i'm not even sure off the top of the head but here's here's what i'm saying the if if you're a nerd like me and like you see i got like oscilloscopes back here and stuff like i love examining sound right if you examine the way that the filter works if you examine the way the envelopes work and if you examine the way that they get the actual waveforms that they get out of them it's a really interesting synth on that level right so on that level i started to really appreciate why other people were appreciating it in genres that i don't really listen to like i'm not like a big acid guy like i don't listen to that stuff you know it's to me acid has a whole different meaning from from the 90s you know it's not and it's not the music so i'm like you know, I started examining it and how I can use it towards hip hop, you know, right. and I use it totally different from the way the acid music would. But I I enjoy the characteristics of the synthesizer that are not present in other like if I have like just a triangle wave or a square wave in my oscillators in my modular, that's very different from the triangle and square that's in um that's in a, a 303 like the, the way that they they actually look on a scope and the way they actually sound very different so there's a lot to enjoy about it if you respect that other genres piece of gear there's a reason why they exalt it you know what of i mean course, there's a reason of why no, of course, of course. e355 so guitars are exalted like you know but not in my house yeah word <laughs> <laughs> hey, so hold on i got a i got a second one i got a second one the other thing and this i know some people love this this piece but i did not enjoy it and and there's probably a few reasons why i didn't enjoy it but the the uh the montage um i had the montage for gosh how long did i have the montage for wow. i didn't ask for it. a while yeah. yeah i had it a while they called me and were like hey you want to review a montage and i was like the montage okay i got nothing like that sure send it over and while i will say it does sound good uh the fm synthesis engine it was was not it was it, it's a great fm synthesis engine and you can import all your dx7 sounds into it but it wasn't comprehensive it was too many too much menu diving and then it was kind of quirky in the way that it works when you use it with something like an mpc you you know it, it, there was some some weird stuff about it uh the sound was almost too clean for me so it was one of those pieces of gear where I thought, oh, I'm kind of let down by this. But at the same time, it wasn't one of the things that I was seeking out. But when it came to me, I kind of started realizing part of it was like, oh, that adds a little something different to the way I produce because everything I produce is very much dirty. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that thing was almost too clean. And I think that's what I didn't dig about it. Bigger mm -hmm. than anything. I mean, I mean, aren't those like the, the big flagship yeah. uh, keyboards? I mean, yeah. or keyboard since to me or the workstations to me it's like it's a little bit like a vst in a box in a sense yes. like you have you have the, the, the nice pianos and everything mm -hmm. sounds really nice mm -hmm. nice nice and it's clean <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. but i mean it's it's not like you're you're except for maybe like the the triton series was kind of iconic in certain ways yeah, corey did yeah. some stuff there with their sounds i guess and there's some older roland stuff of course with kind of an iconic sound so you, you but, mentioned but nowadays it feels very like feels very clean and, and yeah it does and, and i you always mentioned workstation and the thing about it is when see when they mentioned the montage to me mm -hmm. i said okay 
I don't, I've not used many workstations. In my head, immediately, this is the, the the this is a part of that workstation lineage. But here's the thing: it's not <laughs> like the the you think it is, and I thought it was. I even reviewed it that way. But when it came down to it, it's not. It doesn't have a full like workstations have incredible sounds. It has a great yeah. sequencer, and it has a sampler most times. This thing yeah. didn't have a sampler. It didn't have a full fledged sequence. It was just a playback sort of recorder two track, three track, four track, whatever it is. Uh, okay, but okay. I, like, that's what I think. So that's the thing that made me say, oh, I'm dis disappointed in this because I was expecting this mothership workstation. And they and were trying to scream, hey, this is not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, to tell you the truth, for, for anybody that frequents my website, bboytechreport.com, you may have noticed I had the montage uh, review up for a while. And then I took it down because they were like, hey, you reviewed it like it was a workstation that didn't quite meet the mark. And, and I, I was like, that yeah, because that's, that's the impression. That's the impression that I got. A lot of people. Yeah, probably, probably. Well, yeah, they they wanted it to be a stage performer's keyboard, I guess, is, is mainly it. And, like, they wanted it to be, like, a rack of keyboards inside one keyboard without the stuff that makes a workstation a workstation, which is, you know, the, the multi-track sequencer and all that stuff, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy because you're like, well, are you taking the cheap way out or like, like what's happened? Like, why are you doing that? But at the same time, it's a dope synth. Like it is. you gotta, you gotta hold it up next to what's its competition. The Kronos mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. Kronos is like direct competition, but the Kronos has all that. Yeah, it has all that. And here's the thing. If you, if, if I didn't think of it as a workstation that was lacking the sequence, maybe I would think like, wow, that's a dope synth, dope keyboard. Mm -hmm. That is the problem though. It, it, you, you, did they market it that way? I don't think so, but some they reason did. everybody You know what they did? They I I actually <laughs> remember because like and you know, I didn't I didn't review one. I didn't have one in here, but I do remember them specifically saying like this doesn't have, you know, these sequencers like it's not a doll like, you know, mm -hmm. it's to be used with your doll if That's you it. Want to. they went for the they wanted they figured that everybody already had all these other powerful sequencers, yeah. but we don't need it, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and you know what? That's that's kind of like this. It's not necessarily wrong in the fact that they're thinking like that, but at the same time, it's like they're not thinking of all the different use cases of how, like, just because I have a sequencer in my gear doesn't mean it's my main sequencer. I might tie that to, say, Machina or Studio One or whatever else, like, I can be running one sequence on one piece of gear here and that MIDI can be affecting something else over here and vice versa, you know? So I feel like it got to be this and maybe that's the minority. Like maybe not a lot of people are doing that. I don't know. I but think, yeah, I think like they just felt like they just felt like, you know what? Maybe we're trying to do too much and we should just stick to the synths and let that be that. Which, which I think, um, I think it does have a very deep FM synth engine. It does. It so, does. so it's one of those things where it's like if you're into that and you need like a new modern FM synth, hey, go ahead and make a ton of dubstep bass sounds with it. Like I don't care, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, but I think they just could have marketed it in a way better. Great point. That's the point. They missed the mark on the marketing because yeah. people think that that thing is something that it's not. And they did a lot of taking that thing and trying to integrate it into the new workflow, 
where it's not it doesn't have a sequencer on it that's deep but it does yeah. do all this audio over midi and audio over usb where you can record multiple tracks at once and you know what i mean it's deep integration into your DAW workflow where it removes that those feature that feature set from the box itself from you know what i mean so mm. That was a little bit too much for me, man. I didn't really dig it. When they when it was time to come right. back, I was like, oh, great. I got a Thanks. buddy of mine that's got one and he swears by it. Like, um, so yeah. my buddy Jim, he's got he's got a montage and he loves that thing. And he's a synth player. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's playing yeah. it as a synth. And I think on that level, it's really dope. Right. The FM synth in that thing is not not to be messed with at all. Like, like but no, to be honest, nobody's be making honest, that. Uh, Jim is not to be trusted. You know, he 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 thinks that the OB6 stripes <laughs> looks good. They do. <laughs> they do. I mean, I'm on his side. Bo, go back to your sweet pal. Push it. <laughs> you know, it could have been. It could have been a clean blue. Could have been a black. You know, matte black. Oh, you know, but to go like for blue stripes. I'm the furthest person from a DSI lover. Like, like I got, I was literally just getting ready to go into a rant about how certain people, certain companies, they make gear and they think it should be a certain way and they omit features because they think it should be this way, but they just don't think about all the use cases. DSI and their Tempest is a perfect example. How the hell they thought it was okay to make a a drum machine that couldn't send MIDI notes out of the MIDI program is beyond me. So DSI knows that me and them got a love-hate relationship and I will smack them it's up. A love-hate will really can. But those blue stripes are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm staying Tom quiet on this one because Ken's going on his uh, he's going on his yeah 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 it was quiet when we was talking about the 303 stuff and so on because I'm kind of heretic heretic there. You know I I I will go on I will go on air and say like I, I'm not a fan of the 808 or the 303 like i'm yeah. so i just booked my flight on travelocity to sweden to smack your ass <laughs> <up>. <laughs> like like I, I totally get like the whole whole uh, like the history and and the importance and like how it, yeah it's, it's a, these are like instruments that shaped shaped music i mean of course like it shaped history like these instruments well, i think me and you uh, I think me and you are in the same boat with the 808. Yeah. Like I like some of the sounds, but I never thought it was the most amazing drum machine sound ever. Yeah, and the probably I like I, I totally get like I the, still the, like the, the 909 more and so 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 on. But you know, uh, when people say like, yeah, 2018, this is still the best drum machine ever, and I'm like, I don't know, yeah. right? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. At like, all. Nah. I wouldn't say that at all. But I will say this: for those of us, this is the like, best drum machine. Yes. Yeah, I actually agree. I totally agree. You know, if it had if it had the user interface of this, no, then no, be no, the no, best no, room no, machine. No, no, no. no, I'm sorry, dude. Sorry. So I can wait, hate what, what, Jim, what are you saying? I can hate you as much as I want, but at the same time, I wait, love wait, Ken. You guys just want to check. You just want to check with you. When you say best user interface, do you mean like that the analog rhythm should be discontinued? No, man. I, love I had both. Like, like I had the user both. interface being like, no more updates. Is that that's no, never, never, never. There, there should be updates for like the rock, like just the the first ever rock that was made. Like wow, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this rock got USB in it. 
No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is I had the rhythm and I had the tempest at the same time. I ended up selling the rhythm MK1. This is before the MK2 came out because of of mostly because of the user interface. Like it just didn't it didn't speak to me as a sound designer as, as somebody who was trying to create new drums on it at the time. I had both. I actually preferred the rhythm sound. Um, I thought the kicks got lower. Um, more beefy, like they punched you a little bit better, but I thought the Tempest snares and percussion were a little bit better. Um, the sample import on the Rhythm MK1 kind of sucked. I didn't really enjoy the process of it. So that yeah. was, you know, but at least it was there, you know, um, but I didn't like the functionality, like how I was working on it. That all being said, when I sold it, I, I even talked, I talked to Joe and Corey at the same time when I sold it and I said, I will own one of these again one day because yeah, I, I loved it. Like it wasn't a bad piece of kit. And I, I very rarely sell gear period. Like I like, I hoard uh, gear. Do you, really? Yo, I do. I Yo, do. Bro, because you Ken, know what? Ken, Ken, Ken has everything that he's had since he's 12. Yeah, he's, he yeah, has yeah, everything yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, ever yeah, had. Well, no, actually, I, was I sold an amplifier. I sold an amplifier when I was 15 for a PlayStation. And when I did that, I regretted it so yeah. much. <laughs> and I swore I would never do that again. I, I said, studio money stays in the studio. And like, like I got so upset about it because... Dude, that uh, was a dope guitar and a dope amp. And I, I actually just I sold my uh, analog keys and my analog rhythm Mark One because honestly, buy, I don't need two analog rhythms. Did you buy an Xbox? Because that hurt. <laughs> 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 well, okay, so I actually want I want to get the analog four. Um, that's my next. That's my I will next get thing. a rhythm MK two. Like that's gonna happen. I, I'm so happy with what they did with that thing. I'm yeah. so happy with it. Oh, uh -huh. also, Corey, after a couple, after like a month and a half with it, mm -hmm. the pads are fine for me. Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. I think you get used to them. I've even said that before. I hope they're better than the MK1 because those pads no, they oh, are. They are. They are. They are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the sure. same time, the sensitivity is not the greatest in yeah, some yeah. senses. But I mean, it's, it's not like an MPC or a machine. That's sure. it. That's it. If you come from uh machine or mpc background you could be spoiled right but yeah. it's not like it's the worst pads it's just the sensitivity is not exactly where you would think it would be if you come from that certain kind of background but i, I think, think, I think, think it's like, it like a marketing problem as well you know mm -hmm. you guys coming from the 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 mpc and machina and if you're like into yeah if you're into look the hip-hop scene that. yeah you yeah, you think that, that that that's what it is that's but what it's it is not. exactly right yeah, it's not. But it's not. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's really about triggering, and it's yeah. about effects triggering as well. Yeah, um, sure. You know, it's it's more about like it's almost like clip launching, or you know, because if you remember, like the Novation launch pad, the first one was not velocity sensitive because yeah. it didn't need to be because it was triggering it was triggering clips. You know, yeah. um, so it's kind of yeah, I agree with Bo on that. Um, it but as a guy who actually does come from the MPC and Machina, yeah. it was like hey. Bo got me saying machina now. I just I was just gonna comment on that that I never heard you say that before ever. It's because like uh, if I was in Puerto Rico, I'd probably pronounce Puerto Rico differently. But guess what? I'm in Delaware. I'm calling okay. it machine. Let's just, let's just work at this. Digitact. Digitact. No. Yeah, I won't be no, saying say that. No, say it again. Say it again. Digitact. Wait, digitact or digitact? 
Digitact. Digitact. Okay. Um, I said, Look, yeah, you got it, Daniel. Yeah, American but, but bro, the king of I'm a, I'm language, a, so I'm just going to keep on black, saying Digitact. Bro, listen, I'm a <laughs> yeah. black dude from the hood. If I walk up to somebody, hey, man, this is a Digitact. <laughs> they're gonna be like what oh you're talking about the digitac i'm like no digitac yeah the digitac <laughs> i'm like sorry and, and then we they'll, have, they'll, have. Look at, they'll look at you bro and be like who you think you is man i'm like hey, I'm like, hey man bo beats told me it was digitac <laughs> yeah, and then, you point, then you point to my channels this yeah. dude, like, I'm hello like, hey, hey, <laughs> we're having conversations with native instruments and they were telling us that it was pronounced machina and i was like yeah we're not doing that <laughs> yeah, it does sound kind of corny. Uh, like, yeah, no, and then we have then we have the analog analog rhythm. Yeah, I did, I'm not I did it in one, one video and I caught so much shit for pronouncing it correctly. So, it I, wasn't so I say rhythm. I say rhythm. So I say it all the time, and my wife will walk into the room. She's like, "Do you mean rhythm?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, Look at rhythm. how it's spelled. It's rhythm. And like, she's and like. Machina. No, I, like, I literally say it like a Jamaican. <laughs> like rhythm. rhythm. It's the rhythm. It's okay. Turn up the rhythm. The rhythm. <laughs> That's what it is for me. That's um, what's up. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, let me jump into uh, uh, still. Let me look and show us your your acoustic phone back there. You had it. You had your camera. Oh angle. yeah. So I actually haven't mounted it yet, but I have stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks. Right. Because I. I had to take it down because I'm going to put these acoustic blankets instead so that I can roll them out of the way mm -hmm. um, so that I can change the way the room sounds depending on if I'm doing drums or vocals or guitar or whatever in here. Now, the contrast, here's, here's, here's the reason I mentioned that because I know people have uh, that kind of phone. What is it? It's uh, acoustic phone. Yeah. And it could be by several different, I can't, RLX or something is yeah. one of the companies that I got mine from. So here's the aftermath of our oh, That's why we use corkboard. Yeah, right? I use postal. So I, I use phone I went, board. Yeah. We, we we bought our house, and I was like, when I when we get a house, I'm gonna make my oh. studio room exactly the way I want it, and all this. And so I put up my acoustic foam. I just sprayed the adhesive on the wall and placed the acoustic foam on there. And I recently started taking it down. And when I took it down. It was <laughs> you peel it off, it doesn't come of off. It stays on. So if you could see yeah. over and it'll here, ruin your phone too. right? And on this side, there's you can yeah. see that I used to have some of that stuff up, and I've been taking this stuff off. I only the only reason I mention this is just so I can say this: if you had that problem, yo, go get you some of this. Oh stuff. yeah! Wow, that was the only commercial segue. <laughs> 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 No, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I'm just telling you, people yeah. need to know this stuff, man. I, I, I yeah, Gooby going is the truth, though. I use I it scraped the paint with the stupid thing. I uh, the wall and stuff was coming off of the thing, and the and the goo crap was. Yo, I had there. to use that on my modular case because I use these. Um, you know those rubber uh rubber shelf mats that you can get. I mm -hmm. use those to keep my so. Uh, Bell and I both have the same studio desk. We got the Zor, um, Zor Yesk is what it's mm. called with a Y, right? Yeah, I like that desk. Um, yeah, it's a dope desk, man. And shout out to Zor uh, because it, it's a fantastic piece of, piece of kit. And not only that, 
uh, it was easy for me to transport it from one studio to the other. So it shout out to them for real. Um, but yeah, I used this, this rubber sheeting and I was using it on the top of my modular case and it mm -hmm. actually left nastiness all over my modular case. So when I went to move, Gooby going all over, all over that stuff, man. That's it. That's it. I'm just saying, I when I was doing this, I actually filmed a little bit of it so I could put a little video because I'm like, I can't believe how well this works. Like Corey was like, the store with chronic headaches. Yeah. <laughs> use Gooby. Right. But Ken, you were saying uh, you saying use a cork board. Is that that the so, thing? Yeah. You what, what, I, what I prefer to do, as far as um studio foam is concerned, what I always recommend to people is you can get cork board. Right. You can get it at like Home Depot's. Cork you can, board. You can is special that, order is it. That the stuff you put uh, post its on. Like. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But you can get yeah. you can get that stuff in industrial sizes, and oh, you can okay, get it. Yeah. In, you know, you can get it so, really firm. So you get cork board, and then what you do is you spray it. You can spray adhesive mount your foam, your studio foam, to that, and then mount your cork board to your walls. Because it's cork board, you're not going to hear any kind of vibrations from it or anything. And sure. you can use hand hooks, whatever, to yeah, to yeah. make it so it's a non-vibration adhesive. And then you can remove it. You can move it around. Because another thing that a lot of people don't realize is, and I say this, like, yeah, I know it looks terrible because I'm in a jail cell right now talking about this. So my acoustic treatment in here is horrible. I'm very well aware of that. Don't worry about it. But, um, what I'm saying is, is that if you were to studio foam, your entire studio, your studio would not sound great. You're not supposed to hit every single spot in your lab with, You're with foam. You need to treat it properly. It 70, so 30, 60, if, you, if you use uh, cork board and you mount it to that you can kind of move it around and check where it is so you yeah, can get a happy that's medium like a, yeah seriously that's a great idea like i should get that because i have a ton of studio foam like in a corner here and i yeah. and i i used uh double adhesive uh, tape yeah and that's a pain uh, in the butt to deal with yeah 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 for sure uh, and this is a rental i live in a like a swedish suburb rent in a rental house so I can't like go ham on the walls. Uh, so the cork thing is actually really interesting. Yeah, Bo, I use poster. Um, I use foam board, and I bought it at like the nine at the dollar store. And basically, I just mount that on the wall with command strips and put the foam on that. So, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, awesome. yeah. so that's another way that I did stuff, and I can just move it around the room if I yeah. want to. I have these. Um, if you look at my screen, I have uh, I have these big, uh, big ones here. On the wall. Oh, nice. These are, these are um, people always ask me, like, don't you have any acoustic treatment? And yeah, I do, because these rooms are four by four meters. Oh, small. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and it's perfect squares. So there's a lot of standing waves and shit yeah. like that. Like, mm -hmm. yep. So without these big ass absorbers I got here. Base. Yeah, base uh, yeah. This this is a base trap in the corner. It's very deep. It's like three three or four layers of of um, knauf uh, like a sort of uh, glass fiber, mm -hmm. uh, and the same for the absorbers. Without those, the room mm -hmm. you get a headache. Like the, the yeah. acoustics are insanely bad. Uh, yeah, and what's crazy is a lot of people don't realize that you might not even be hearing it, but the sound pressure level is still hitting you, even though you yeah. don't hear it. Yeah. And that's not good for you at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the exact, sa exact same dimensions in our kitchen, and we're still we're looking at putting up absorbers in the kitchen. Can, I, can I recommend something for the kitchen? 
Yeah, sure. So, um, if you watch a lot of TV shows, you'll see um, they have these diffusers that are like wood, and they're like wood cut blocks and cut yeah, sure. angles in a and put a diffuser in there, and it it looks better, um, yeah. especially if you have like a wine rack or something up above. Mm-hmm. It looks better, and it will it'll dissipate a lot of that sound, and yeah, yeah it's really good for that yeah, because you know if, if we're sitting there dining. Uh, you get a you get sort of a headache sometimes from yeah. from the sound pressure. Diffusers are great for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. A, a little diffuser and maybe a couple of like um, what I what I like to use is um, if you use oil paintings or whatever in your in your house, um, you can put a layer of uh, what do they call it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. What's that? What's that? What's that? Rock wool. So you can yeah, put rock wool behind yeah. your yeah. and then hang your paintings, and that yeah. helps great. Yeah, Rockwell is great. I use the denim version of Rockwell. It's like this denim, which is safer. It's environmentally safer. safer. So that Rockwell is basically fiberglass fibers, and it can get a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be breathing. Yeah, I use the 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 material I use in these because I'm I'm allergic and asthmatic. I'm a, I'm a weak, <laughs> weak guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but uh, it's, 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 the manufacturer is called Knauf, and I think they ship worldwide. And mm. it's an it's a eco-friendly glass fiber. I don't think it's real glass fiber. I think it's some yeah. kind of hybrid thingy. And mm. it's, it's supposed to – it's one of the few which are like, how do you say, certified by the – <laughs> I say like the the, the allergic, uh, yeah, hypo, uh, hypo hypoallergenic, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you my of, fancy words. I get ten dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, uh, I know, I know for a fact that these are supposed to be really, really good. So if it gets into there, it's not supposed to be. It didn't even, you know, when you take glass fiber, you you hurt your hands, mm-hmm. you get itchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it yep. doesn't get that. You know, you can yeah, I met with like- a company at NAM that was doing some stuff like that. Um, I'm still in my jail cell until I build my new studio, which is going to be right outside of this room. Um, but once I do, yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot of eco-friendly soundproofing and whatnot. Um, you know, because- I, always, I always go back and forth between building and buying those stupid things. And so... At some point, but I, I will. Well, there's say- a there's a happy medium between the two because, like, you have to realize that certain things that are really large just aren't economical to ship. That's you know, true. so maybe if you live in a major city area where you can get them locally, that's great. But a lot of areas, like like myself, like I'm in Delaware, where yeah, I'm a half hour from Philly, and you know. I can get to major city areas, but realistically I'm lazy. So I'm probably going to end up building a lot of that stuff myself just because I know that, okay, it's not hard work. Like you're talking about a couple of two by fours, a couple of sheetrock and some, you know, some covering over top of it. It's really not that hard to work. Um, but the, uh, the specialized stuff, the specialized materials I'm willing to pay for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I built these, my, uh, I'm not myself. I'm not that handy, but I I had a friend coming in to help me. All right, so listen, let's let's we're gonna move on to talk about the current situation, um, because I'm not gonna allow them to drag me into the what year is not what you expected it to be topic. Instead, I'll just talk about what's the current gear that's not what I expected it to be. Oh. Topic. <laughs> oh my God. I, don't hear I can I can bitch slap any company out there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move right into uh, the NPC because Corey's been on the NPC for a while. 
And mm-hmm. I just got on the NPC live. And yeah, Steel just, got, just got on the NPC live. Yeah. Like, me and him both got on the NPCs just about the same time. And I'm a longtime NPC user. Steel, did you use NPCs before this? Yeah, I used the 2500 and the 3000. Okay, so Never hold on, hold on. The 3000, did you use that after the 2500 or before? Before. So, okay, so so you used that, uh, was that yes. yours? No, so where the one of the guys that actually taught me how to produce had a 3000 in his studio. So that's what I kind of learned on. And then, um, okay. And then I, I bought Make a 2500. Just like a range on it or what? What happened? I, I want to know your 3000 level of knowledge. Like, so I'm, ch- I'm probing. Like, no, my 3000, my yeah. 3000 level of knowledge is just programming. Okay. My 2500 okay. level of knowledge is astronomical. Okay. All right. Then that's good. So, uh, and, and Corey, now I know Corey's got the 60. Before you had the 60, what, what else did you have? Uh, starting on the 2KXL. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's and then and then so after that later in time I got the five thousand and then you know. Okay. So the two thousand XL is is my personal heart. I still think that that is actually, and I know people will yell at me about this. I still think that that was like the best NPC ever made. Like I love the two thousand XL because to me, it brought what the three thousand did right, but it made it do right in like a like a a proper way because i had waveform editing which was huge back then and i i love the 2000xl because it didn't try too hard to be what it what it isn't and it did what it is perfectly which is the same reason why i love the sub fatty you know Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so i got the mpc live recently and um i've had a love-hate relationship with the npcs of the last few generations uh i switched over to the machina um, see, I'm still saying Machina now, just just because he's in the room. <laughs> it's like fine wine, Bo. You are like fine wine from another area. I'm just enjoying you. <laughs> so, so, uh, no. So I have Machine here, and I use the crap out of Machine. I use it constantly. I use it more than any of my DAWs. It's my go-to piece of gear, to be quite honest. When I'm using my modular, I'm using machine. When I'm doing anything, I'm using machine. But I came from a 2000 XL that I loved like it was my wife. Like I loved it deeply. So I got wife, the live. Your wife okay with that? Oh, she knows it. Like my live, my, <laughs> listen, my MPC 2000 XL was literally in the room when my daughter was born. It was literally in the room when I graduated from Votech school. Like it was always with me like it's it's very much a part of my family uh so i got the live and this is the first standalone npc i've had since then um and i gotta say like it's really dope for what it is i used to keep a power inverter in my car so i could plug my npc 2000 xl into my car and just drive around with it there is a lot about the live that i'm loving but there are some surprising, surprising omissions from this thing. Like you can't do basic things like save an individual sample by itself without a program. Just save a sample. You can't do it. You can't assign a MIDI channel to an individual program. Like these are basic things that were always present on previous NPCs that are not present on the new version of NPCs. So, Corey, you've been involved with the NPC for, like, these new generation of NPCs for a while. So, I blame you. you blame what is me? the deal? 
I'm the designer. I get it. I'm blaming you. Wait, you blame Corey? I blame Corey. I've been waiting this whole time to just blame Corey. Oh, man. It's like seeing a dude ride up on a motorcycle and be like, you know what? I got a problem with Harleys. I'm kicking this guy's ass. (laughs) Yo, like, I'm not crazy for noticing this stuff. This is basic stuff to me. Like, are you serious? Corey, okay, like so, you, you've been using an X for a long time since before it came out. So I gotta ask, out. like, yeah. did it not irritate you during betas? Like, but, what oh. part? <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing, I'm though. As a beta tester, there's like, a lot of huge things going on that you got to get through, right? And so there's a lot of stuff in beta testing that you may notice that's like huge issues, and you start to get through those, and maybe you don't notice like some of that. Like what you're saying, that basic thing. I feel so, like that's a huge issue. Yeah, maybe, but but it's not a huge thing crashing all day when you're just trying to say hit save. No, you're you're a- absolutely right. You're absolutely, and I've been there. I've been there yeah. on the, on the machine betas. I've been there on the early Ren betas, like the last. So I went to update my live, and I pulled up. Um, Corey and them were talking. I, I was talking to Corey, Masada, and Stony, and they were all like, "Yo, you need to update your software." online so uh so i plugged it into my computer i went to update machine and my machine was at 0.76 i was like (laughs) i need to upgrade so like i was i was involved on that early stuff but at the same time i'm like wow it's it's been this long and you're telling me that um you're telling me that you can't assign a midi channel to each program like that's crazy to me like that doesn't even make sense so i have a question um can you do that, Corey? You might know this. Can you do that in the software? Uh, wait a minute. <clears throat> What's the assign a MIDI channel to each program? Is is that what you're saying? What is it that you're saying there? No, so you can't set like say I want to set up um a drum program, right? And mm-hmm. I want to assign that drum program's MIDI channel to MIDI channel three. You show me yeah, how I do that standalone. That's one of one of my pet peeves with with the MPC is um, stuff like that. But in the CV world, on the X, like you you have different CV programs you can set up, and this is very much similar. So you have different CV programs you can set up, and you'll set up your CV program one to use CV one and two. You set up CV program two to use CV three and four. Yeah, right? but I'm not trying to I use a MIDI. I'm not trying to use a MIDI. Hold on, program. hold on, hold on. Like it's the same thing. Let me let me finish that. You so do you that. have those two CV, <laughs> you ah. have those two CV programs, and when you go through a different sequence, it doesn't remember what you set up those two CV programs to be. So you have to actually go and say, "Hey, sequence number thirty, I told you already that I want CV program one to use CV one and two." And CV program two to use CV three and four, right? So that's some of the stuff like that. Uh, and I, I guess you get used to certain things, the way certain things work. But you know what's beautiful about being on the beta is that you can raise that and be like, you know what? Actually, we should be able to assign this to that MIDI channel, that to that MIDI channel. Yeah. Um, but I can use well, the way it the works. Thing that, the thing that got me though is that this is something that is so. Like I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but what you're saying is wrong. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm I'm Iron Man and, 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 and I'm talking to Peter Quill. Like your plan sucks. Brace Burton, I, whatever. Doesn't matter. Bourbon. 
bourbon. That's the problem. Here's the point. Here's the point. <laughs> this is this is a fundamental functionality of NPCs of the past, right? Mm -hmm. All the previous NPCs you could easily set up. Okay, this program is on this MIDI channel. This program is on this MIDI channel. And the reason you could do that is for a lot of different things. One, let's say I want to um, play keys. That's a that's a key group on on this MIDI controller over here. Let's say I want to play keys of an orchestra on this MIDI channel that's right here. And while I'm finger drumming over here or I program this. Or let's go deeper. And let's say I've got an EMU MP7, right? One of my favorite MIDI sequencers, right? Let me say I want to have that thing sequencing this part over here, but this part over here, you know, a totally different program is being programmed by the MPC. You can only do any of this if you can control separate MIDI channels via per program. And that's available on all the previous. So wait a minute, though. I, I think I think this. I, I'm confused with what you're saying. Let me just be sure here. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm a huge MIDI guy. Okay. Uh, you see, all this is MIDI'd up to my MPC right now. I can okay. have each one of those playing uh -huh. a, a different melody on a okay. on the same sequence, and it will be okay. no problem. Okay. But yeah, if I wanted to, if I was on track one that has the the, the Voyager on it. And then I went to track two that has the the JX on it and tried to play something that's on the Voyager channel. I'd add, yeah, I'd have to change the 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 MIDI channel pattern. I'd have to change the MIDI track, or I have to go to a different channel and choose that that particular. I'd have to go to a different track and choose that particular channel. I don't know if I see anything as long as all of those joints can play at the same time. I don't have a problem with it. And no, if but, I wanna, but if see, I that's that's what. Let me ask you this. That particular channel. Let me ask you this. Right, you're recording a beat, right? Mm -hmm. And you've enabled it. You've hit record. You've hit play, and you've got <laughs> each keyboard is set up for its own program, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the the joint is just playing, and you're like, "Wow, this sounds good. <laughs> this sounds like you know, this sounds hot." You go slide. and then you go and you play on your profit six and then you go play on the OB six. Right. And you've played three different parts now without touching the MPC. Right. Mm -hmm. Where are all those mini notes going to be? They're going to be in one place because guess what? You can't assign where that MIDI is going. I don't care to do that as long as I can. I don't that. care that you don't care to do that. I don't Listen, care you're wrong. All I, every all NPC saying, before could do that. Every, every, not one, every point. NPC before okay. could. It's called an NPC. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But every NPC before this wasn't a hybrid. So this right. is you shut your dirty face. Do. I don't plug this into the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so what I was gonna ask is you can probably do that in the software on the computer. With I don't know, honestly, because I don't use it that way. And that's the key though. The key is there's a million different ways you can use a thing. All I care but is apparently, that, apparently I the way Ken the way Ken uses it. They forgot to add that button for the way that Ken. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're deeply misunderstanding something. So let me let me break this down to Ken's you. Like, this for anybody who has more it. than one piece of gear in their studio, this should be like a no-brainer. Like this is not this is not complicated. This is this is basic, basic stuff. This is stuff that any other sequencer can do. 
So I'm all I'm saying is, is that when I hit record, I shouldn't have to touch the NPC any further than I can play on here and I can play on here at the same time. And I should be getting MIDI going to whatever program. I like. If I assign this to MIDI program channel one you're and this on is assigned to MIDI program channel two, time, it should be doing that. Let's be honest. You're playing on multiple keyboards at the same time. Yes. I don't. I didn't figure drumming at the same time, so you could eat. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually talented. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, listen, I feel listen. like I should start to charge. But by beyond that. that, beyond that, like, <laughs> like yeah, every I, I, I need to uh, go ahead book dude. that session. Both. <laughs> Whoa! Um, now it's time to go into uh, the corner. Can you know? You need to time out. <laughs> Why should this be more powerful? <laughs> Are you serious right now? How long have I had? Yo, I got a, I got a deeper question for you. You really want to play games? You want to play games before you're about to get dealt with? Here it comes. Why you know, does? Get dealt with with that? No, you're about to get dealt with hard. Here it comes. Okay, deal. Why deal. does the NPC Live have two DIN MIDI import? Like it's got two slots on the back, A and a B, right? It's got two MIDI ins. Why? If you only if you're only gonna be allowed to use one at a time. Answer me. We're not saying you're that wrong. you're wrong, Ken. All I'm saying is I do I I don't know how it got to a thing where like you're wrong, I'm right. I I love yeah, saying no, it got that way because it's so much more fun way. when I can. No, Ken, no, no one is saying that you're wrong. You're, we're just like, hey man, go take a chill pill. Go, go jump in the pool. Yeah, me, me and Akai are about to fight, and I'm I and I'm gonna get Roger Lynn in a headlock and be like, yeah, why did why did you let your namesake go this way? <laughs> No, like for real though, like I love it though. Like I think it's a dope piece of gear. Like I've been using it like crazy and I think it's dope. Um, but I just find like there there's these glaring omissions of basicness that are missing. Like the fact that I can't save a sample by itself is crazy to me. Like that makes no sense at all. Like I have to save it to a program. Are you kidding me? That's never been that way on any NPC. Like, why would I have to do that now? So yeah. for a sound well, you know, designer, that's say, a that's a major I, drawback. What I will say though is one thing you can you can honestly say about the way a Kai of old works versus the way a Kai of new works is that back in the day, you got an update over the life of a product maybe once, twice, right? These guys are updating this thing several times a year. So almost anything that you could think of that should have, if you suggested it, probably would end up there because they're constantly trying to, it's a young piece that they're developing and maturing every day. I can honestly say that. So yeah, honestly, no, no doubt. I, I'm I'm optimistic about the future. I'm just right, surprised because right. I, I specifically was not an early adopter. And now I'm like a year in and I'm getting one. And I'm like, wow, you still haven't, like it's a MIDI production center. That is supposed Wait, to be the best. Is that what MIDI. it stands for still? Not it anymore. Be, they changed it to, it to music production center because they yeah. got they got so I don't I don't want to get gender specific about it. And when I say this, I mean that I, I, I call men and women this equally. It's bitch made, okay? Like that's some bullshit. Okay. <laughs> to the fact that they changed MIDI production center to music production center originally was supposed to be because they were allowing audio tracks. Let's be real though. Like this thing is 
the MPC has always been the most powerful MIDI sequencer in hardware form that we've ever known. Like, really, like it's just the best MIDI sequencer. Like the 2000 XL, the 4000, those MIDI sequencers are fantastic. But the fact that they all of a sudden were just like, meh, we'll just like, maybe. Well, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things with with it, man. That like, there's some stuff. Of that definitely the, the the even the five thousand had that the X doesn't or the four thousand had that the, those didn't right like there should be some things on it that we've talked about before that should be that it probably aren't but here's what I think part of the problem is uh, with a lot of different we're in a new age and I think the way way people produce is different so it makes uh, the way uh, machines and things are designed and developed a little different. Going yeah. back to the montage statement, when we look at that and say that's a workstation, why doesn't it have X, Y, Z? It's because they looked at it like we need to design this for the way people produce today yeah. and what the music yeah, is today, right? And I think that's the key. When I look at the MPC, I got a ton of MIDI stuff MIDI'd up. All I yeah. care about is as long as I can go on that channel, tell it the Voyager and play that part, tell it the jx and play that part and go to the next channel tell it the deep mind and play that part and if i hit play and all them shits is playing together that's kind of all i care about but that doesn't say that that functionality you're talking about shouldn't be there it probably should but, it's no, hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on hold on are you playing all those parts from one midi keyboard no and that's a problem that's a serious I, mean, I can <laughs> i can though but How? i don't setting it up how are you setting it up because maybe maybe i'm just new to this and, and maybe i'm not seeing it. how are you setting it up so that i can have my matrix brute my my uh modular and my sq80 all playing at once from from one one spot on on the on the standalone joint you can it, it does midi over usb and it does traditional uh -huh. midi how are so you assigning you that MIDI channel, channel? The MIDI channel, it depends on what you set it up like. Uh, if I could open it up, I would show you, but it depends on how you set it up. Like, you go I into can't the open settings. it up. I got it right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying hey, to do this all weekend. This is a simple <laughs> thing, though. Like, all you do, if, if you take, if take synth one, MIDI in, MIDI out, plug it into whatever it is, MIDI A, on the back of the MPC and out one, whatever it is, you just got to know what you got your shit plugged into. Then select that channel and go I through it. 16 I channels for that particular podcast so much. <laughs> Man, look, listen, I'll so be the first right? person to say, I'll be the first person to say, if I find out that I'm wrong, I will, I will be jumping up and down and I'll be screaming <laughs> it to the world. But I spent all day yesterday out there on my porch i was so excited that i could actually make beats on my porch like without being plugged into anything else which is dope but then i got super disappointed because i had a field recorder with me and i sampled some stuff and i wanted to save it to its own like just save i don't think you got this shit set up right man <laughs> I think you're wrong. I know. No. I would love. I wish that was the case. Like hearing Ken rant about this for 20 minutes, and he's like, "No, you just." No, I wish that was the case because here's the thing. Here's what you can't. RTFM. No, no, no. You're absolutely wrong on that because I did read the manual like multiple times. Um, I went okay, through that thing okay. back, forward, left, and right. 
And here's here's the problem is that there's no simple way to assign multiple programs. So like I can't have program one be on MIDI channel one, program two on MIDI channel three, program two uh, four on MIDI channel four. You can't do that. Like the way this the way this is is when you want to play MIDI, you choose the MIDI program. Like in on a on a on a track for the MPC, you have several things you could do. You can oh do, yeah, there's two different uh, yeah, there's program, two different kinds of, or you can yeah. choose MIDI, or you can choose CV, or you can sure, choose you uh, plugin. You you're trying to choose... play from an external sequencer, you can't. What? A drum program playing from an external sequencer, you can't do that. Well, why would you do that if you have the MPC? Because maybe I'm not using just one sequencer. Yeah, yeah, I think I get what Ken is saying here. Like, if you said like an external, like device, the rhythm is a dope a, sequencer yeah. that can do crazy stuff like that NPC can't do. Yeah, but yeah. the Wait, rhythm. Why we allow rhythm to exist? Listen, that's crazy that you say that. I've used the rhythm. I have the MK1 sitting over here, and I use that with the MPC uh, Ren, and I have the MK2 sitting here. I'm using it with the X. I'll program drum beats on. The uh the the drum machine itself, the rhythm, and then you know when I play the MPC, it plays that, and I'm allowed to go ahead and use the MPC to sequence my season, my uh sense, and all that stuff. It can do that. We we're gonna have to investigate this and come back, and we're gonna I have get, to have yeah. We're coming back next show. This is gonna, gonna be <laughs> awesome. and, and yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have ski beats. We're gonna have ski beats on the next show, and this is gonna be a serious topic because listen, do. <laughs> <laughs> And listen, if you're if Corey's wrong, I'm reaching through this camera, I'm strangling his ass, and I'm punching people at random. <laughs> hey, Bo, I think I, I think you need to schedule an appointment with Ken. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And can, we, can we just say well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up, but wait, can we just ask one question? Ken, how long you had that NPC live? Uh a week. All right, and I'll rest my case, ladies Hold and gentlemen. On. How long have I had an NPC? <laughs> How long have I, I had know. NPCs? I've been using NPCs for twenty years now. Come on, I'm. Uh, you know, you know, Daniel. I, I'm. I'm. I think that uh, Ken doesn't need a session. He just needs to change that shitty bourbon to something more intentional. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bo. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Before before we go any further, let me just state this very clearly. Bo is not wrong because I'm drinking Maker's Mark today, and that's meh. I need Balconis to sponsor me. I'm yeah. trying to, like so I know like AA meetings guys have sponsors <laughs> to stop them from drinking. I need an a company to sponsor me to drink. So Balconis because they're actually big fans of synthesizers. Balconis yeah. actually sends a guy out to each of the synthesizer meets to meet up with us. So my buddy Winston needs to be listening. And yeah, I'm gonna get a Balconis sponsor. <laughs> also, also I just want to say that this is not a this issue that you have with MIDI is not an issue on electron devices. I'm just saying you're you're, you're absolutely right. It's I'm, not yeah. an issue on most MIDI centers. Like this is a real problem that Corey is trying to downplay. The funny thing is that you keep saying like like I own a Kai or something. <laughs> like, Corey, I ain't you trying do. to downplay anything. <laughs> <laughs> All I know I, is a lot of yeah, I can I, I kind of feel like you're externalizing your anger on Corey uh, here in a way. Um, it might be a coping mechanism. Hey, Bo, tell him again, Bo. If I cry on your couch, will you give me a Volca? 
He's projecting. Yeah, I kind of like make some Volca beats while, while um, I'm telling you my I, life I'm, story. I'm not that kind of doctor that removes Volcas from. Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know the memes, <laughs> the Volca memes. It's 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 very difficult. Trust me. Oh man, that's it involves an iPad app. Oh, uh, well. All right, so uh, <laughs> on that note, Balconis is in Texas. Somebody just asked, so it's in Texas. <clears throat> All right, so uh, let's wrap Wait, up. Wait, did you just did Ken just talk about American uh, whiskey like it was good? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Just checking. Just yeah, you're from Sweden. <laughs> Don't talk about whiskey like hey, you know we have. Anything. We have good Swedish whiskey. We have some serious stuff here. Really? What's, you what's send that? me some, and then we'll have uh, a recommendation. Yeah. Go down. What's the name? Uh, like, sorry, like, yeah, you can, yeah, you but can there, there's a couple of Swedish brands that's send bad. Me, send me a name so I don't get some Swedish don't, whiskey. Don't go there, Bo. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so hey, hey, Bo, I want to thank you, man, for joining the, yeah, the show no today. It's been that's a good awesome. time, man. Uh, that's a good come box. back anytime, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'd and, love to come on again and 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 uh, poke fun at Ken. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, don't be still. Um, Phil, thanks for coming on, man. How's everything? You, uh, you, uh, you out of town soon, right? Yeah, I leave, uh, yeah, I know. Actually, I am tomorrow. I head to Seattle for some recording, and then uh, home for June for the rest of June. Yeah, I'll be up I'm, there. I'm actually excited about that. Um, I'm excited We're about sushi being together home. in June, man. Yes, that'll be great. Yo, sushi does sound delicious right now, actually. Yeah, um, then, then I'm gonna be in Sweden and in Norway um in july so i'm excited i'm gonna spend my fourth of july out there so it's i'm excited to see what wait when are you going to sweden uh i leave here the third okay I'll, so i'll be out there till the seventh around there i think okay i think did i know, can did get, you know I, where 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 you were going um i have to double check the tour yeah. schedule but um I'll, I'll i'll email you i'll let you know yeah, let me know. yeah it'll be great to link up yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ken, in closing, you got something to say? <laughs> he yeah, said, I just want to say, man, I, I love everyone, and that I'm a happy individual. Um, and that uh, Dave Smith, uh, I, I really appreciate everything he's done for since, even though I complain about his gear constantly. I actually love his gear at the same time. So, uh, I'm hoping to convince him to come on my show soon. Uh, I've got. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I'm going to ask him I'm gonna ask him about the stepping knobs. I'm going to ask him about all that stuff. But I do I do want to have him come on the show. Same with Roger Lynn. Um, so I'm going to have them come on the show soon, hopefully, if I can force them. And I just want to say that um, as far as Bo is concerned, he, he's a good dude. So I, I, I want people to recognize that. And, yep. um, you know, I, I, I toast some nice American real whiskey to him. Uh, some some bourbon that you know maybe one day he'll get a chance to come out to Nam and experience. So we'll oh, yeah, well, we got to get you out to Nam, get you to Roscoe's, man. That's yeah. right. You know, what? you know what? If you come out to Nam, Nam is actually during Dave Smith's birthday, and he always has uh, shots on the floor. He's got shots. He's a uh, what do you call it? Tequila drinker. So he always does tequila on the floor. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll the funniest thing time. you ever want to see is Dave Smith and Roger Lynn after a few shots. They're very talkative dudes after a few shots on that Nam floor. They, they are. I got I got an impromptu interview with them, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I should post this. 
Yeah, because they're like leaking all this information. They're kind of like us, but but older. So you know, <laughs> awesome. That's that's hilarious. So yeah, so this is gonna be the show. I appreciate everybody for stopping by. Uh, Beat People Podcast. This is episode 36. And you know, I want to do something special for episode 40. I don't know what yet. But next week, we're going to have Ski Beats on. And we're going to talk yeah. about Modular and Boom Bap and Mod Bap and, you know, all those kinds of things. And so looking forward to checking it out next week. And uh, welcome. To Switched Beats. on Bap. Go pre-order it. Word up. Yeah. All right. Thanks for checking the show out, y'all. Peace. Peace.